Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Good morning, everyone. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd. And we're getting into the end of chapter 4 of 1 Peter. I think these verses are um, heavy. They're they're not heavy. They're just hard for us to hear sometimes. um, Unless you really need to hear them. In which case, they're very encouraging. Because it means you're in the right place. Uh, But verses 12 through 19 is what we're going to read today of um, 1 Peter chapter 4. These verses say, Beloved, Do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you're blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, Let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. So I think the opening line to these verses, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that has come upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. That's the, actually the first thing that I feel in moments of trial is surprise and then a longing for an escape and a why did this happen? How can I avoid it? How can I prevent it from happening again to me? But I have a friend who purposefully has a ministry where she walks very dark roads with people and she always comments on how out of touch our society is today with suffering. But I think in 2020, globally, we were plunged as a whole world into an unavoidable and inescapable trial. And I believe that we're making strides in reconciling hard things in the idolized good life that so many of us hold dear. What if the things though that we think constitute as the good life incorporate out of necessity hard and heavy things as well? What if the same God that we thank when life is smooth and skies are clear can be thanked when the way is obstructed and the view is dark. If you're in a difficult season, this chapter could be really helpful. Rather than be the exception, Peter says that trials are the norm and not something surprising or useless. He's echoed this many times throughout this little book. They serve the purpose that Peter illuminated in chapter one. Trials prove your faith genuine. And not only that, I love that here Peter says we're actually given the chance to identify with Jesus in our pain. He says that we share in Jesus' sufferings. Now there's an important part of reflective Christianity that's called the stages of the cross. It's also found in Catholicism and it's where you dwell on the different stages Jesus had as he was carrying his cross toward death. And it's a, a part that we can do to meditate 
and to enter in with him and do his suffering, but it also can minister to us in our suffering. Peter says that if we want intimacy with Jesus, suffering and sorrow are actually important pieces in that closeness. We can't escape trials, whether we know God or not, but because of Jesus, the gift of closeness and of shared experience becomes ours in a trial. And like Peter says, after this life, we also get to share in his glory. And like Jesus did, we can trust our soul to the creator. Peter says that he is faithful. He will care for our souls in and out of season. And the Father wants us to be conformed, shaped into the image of the Son that he loves. In the suffering, the joy of friendship with Jesus is realized again. The cup that Jesus accepted, even when he asked the Father to take it from him, will also be presented to us somehow in our journey towards his heart. And as Heidi Baker says, there is a cup of suffering and joy, beloved. And Jesus has asked you to drink. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I think First Peter is filled with thoughts on trials that I find really encouraging. And I also know that in my own experience, as I've faced different things, it is always so heartening to come across someone else who's gone through hard things and come out the other side, more in love with the Lord and more determined to live life unto Him and live it to the full. Um, And I think there is a depth and a maturity that I've seen in people who have walked really hard roads that I want. I don't always want the process, but I want that. And I love that in these verses, what Peter talks about is actually the inner work that God does in our hearts and trials if we let him. That there is an identifying with Jesus's suffering. And in that we get a better glimpse of the life that he lived and the things that he's actually interceding for us in heaven about. That he wants our faith to be proven. He wants us to be able to share in his glory. And that might mean that we walk through things here that shape us and change us and kill off the bad in us if we'll let it. I think what's terrifying about trials though is that there is always the temptation and opportunity to fall away. And I think about how many times Paul talked about different believers who had shipwrecked their faith. And so there is a clinging that has to happen in trials. It's all throughout Psalms. And I feel like Peter, this book, First Peter and Psalms would be great places to go when you're in trials because it gives different language to the things that your heart would go through in seasons and Definitely in seasons where things have been hard, I have found language when I'm talking to the Lord. And I've also found a reverence for Him. And, oh God, please keep me. Please keep me when I can't keep myself. So I hope that those thoughts encourage you today, whether you're in a trial or you know someone who is or whatever. There's no scale and scope to this. It's just saying, Jesus, I choose today to give you the things that test me to give you the things that are trials to me so that I can identify with you, so that I can know you in this place even better. So I hope those thoughts encourage you. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back here on Friday with chapter five of 1 Peter.